Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, this is Dario with AfterBuzz TV. Did you know that TrueCar.com is changing car buying forever? Yes, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Now, some features are not available in all states, but that's okay. In the first six months of this year, over 275,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,221 off of their MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what people pay for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. The third step is so simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Remember, everyday true car users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save your time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. You're tuning into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey there, Z Nation fans. Welcome to another edition of the After Show for Z Nation. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing all right. I'm alive. I know. (laughs) No Zs to worry about today? Nope. nope. No puppies and kittens. No puppies and kittens. But we do have a lot of fracking zombies to talk about today. (laughs) Are there 10,000 of them? Uh, if we, if there are, we know exactly who to call in order to take care of that. (laughs) Yes. And well, his new name would be Jeff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't really call him anymore. It would be Jeff. Yeah. You know. Although, I'm probably going to stick to calling him 10K, because 10,000 just kind of sounds weird. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll probably just keep calling him Ken t- uh, 10K, if that's all right. <laughs> I don't know what Kente is. That makes no sense. <laughs> I don't. Uh, th- yeah. But anyway, <laughs> joining me on the panel today, Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. Roya Tahiri. Hello. And I'm your host, Megan Salinas. Guys, what did you think of this first episode? Because it, it felt... Second episode. Oh my gosh, second episode. <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say it's very different from our first episode. It's a little bit different now that we're officially on the move. It is. They've laid out everything they need to tell us about what's going on. We have our players. We have our map, kind of. And they're, they've started moving now that we've got all the pieces in place. It was very stressful, and I actually <laughs> was stressed out for a lot of the characters, and there was a lot of anxiety that was going know, through me, right? and I'm like, why am I feeling this? <laughs> Citizen Z. <gasps> I was just like, oh no, oh no, oh no. 
Wait, did that end well? <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. It was, was it all a dream? It was no, a nail-biter <laughs> of an episode. Um, and oh. it was. it's great that we have all these pieces in play, as you said before, and that we have our characters. And now we have to figure out, okay, how are we actually getting to California? How are we going to get there in one piece? I can't even drive there on my own right now. There's no <laughs> zombies. So I'm a little stressed <laughs> out for them of how they're going to end up doing that. Yeah. The GPS and everything. Yeah. We actually Fair have joke. a calling guest today, uh, co-creator of the show, Craig Engler. How are you doing today, Craig? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you so, so much for calling into the show to join us. Uh, we are so excited to talk to you about this episode. It is totally my pleasure. And uh, I already listened to the one that you guys did with Michael Cassett. Oh, Awesome. That's awesome. So, what what drew you to this particular project? Because we we got um, we got Mike's uh, kind of two cents on that. We want to know why why this show, why Z Nation. Uh, well, I have excuse me. I've always had an interest in zombies, and I've always wanted to tell uh, beyond the survivor's tale. I wanted to get beyond the oh, it's the apocalypse, and we're just doing everything we can survive. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, week to week or hour to hour, depending on the movie. I really wanted to look at what competent survivors would be in the zombie apocalypse several years from now. You know, how would they have learned to deal with things? You know, what would they be doing? What would their lives be like? And then I also knew that I wanted to do sort of a road journey because I wanted to see what the entire U.S. would look like three years into the zombie apocalypse. So, you know, the reason that these guys are going on the road is hopefully to get a cure and save humanity. They're not just surviving week to week, kind of bouncing around from place to place, wherever they think they can stay alive for, you know, the next day or two. They've got a goal that isn't just live until tomorrow, see what happens then. Yeah. And, you know, over time, you would develop tactics on how to, you know, survive with the zombies. You know, it's just like anything else. When there's something in your environment that's new and dangerous, you, you try to learn to adapt to it. And, you know, the open question is, Will they learn to adapt and survive long enough to keep humanity alive, or will they ultimately be overrun by the zombies? So hopefully we'll have many seasons to tell that story. Fingers crossed. One thing that Mike brought up uh, was that, you know, something that you guys wanted to do to make this series a little bit more different and kind of a little bit more distinct was this kind of notion of hope. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I am surrounded by and blessed to be surrounded by very strong family members. So if there was a zombie apocalypse, I do not foresee anyone in my immediate circle of family and friends just giving up, not wanting to survive. You know, we would be like, okay, like this happened. How are we going to deal with it? How are we going to make our lives better? How are we going to be safe? How are we going to be secure? So this is kind of the story of what would happen if Craig was in the zombie apocalypse with his friends and family learning how to keep surviving and build a new life as opposed to just either rolling over and, you know, dying or being killed or, you know, just kind of holding up and, and, you know, waiting for, I don't know what exactly anyone is ever waiting for in the zombie apocalypse because it doesn't seem like it's ever going to end. So I think you kind of have to take the bull by the horns. So have you based some of these characters on your friends and family then? 
a little bit. You know, I gravitate towards very strong female characters. I have very strong female role models in my life. Uh, my mother is a very strong personality. My wife is a very strong personality. So you'll notice that all the women in Z Nation are strong, kick-ass, capable women who are also still women. They're not just men, you know, stuck in, you know, in, in with an actress playing a male role. They're actually, you know, roles for women and in some cases by women. We have uh, a female writer on the staff and our writing assistant is a woman. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're talking to three girls on the panel right now, so we very much appreciate that. Oh, fantastic, that. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're really excited. Well, you know, you know, every once in a while you see these things and it's like, well, there's one, you know, here's the strong female character among all the male characters. I'm like, no, there would be many strong female characters. So, you know, this, this show is the balance. There's different ethnicities. There's different gender types. It's, it's the whole gamut. Now, I got a question for you. In this episode, it was mentioned at Mount Wilson that there's a level four infected. What will we see a level ten in the season, or will that be more later down the series? What's the scale? You know, yeah. I can't really say anything. Okay. To, I can't really talk about Mount Wilson and what does or does not happen there. So that is uh, later in the season. You guys are going to have to, you know, keep watching to find out. But I will say, you know, you will learn more about what Mount Wilson is and is not, and what its role is, and all that kind of stuff. I've heard of zombie bears. <laughs> Where would those be on the scale? <laughs> Uh, you know, we have zombie animals. I mean, I actually wrote a movie called Zombie Apocalypse several years ago that aired on Sci-Fi. It uh, starred Bing Rains killing zombies the way Bing Rains was meant to do with the sledgehammer. <laughs> and uh, in that, we actually introduced zombie animals. We had a zombie dog. And then, uh, spoiler, at the very end, they come across the zombie tiger. So uh, when I was talking about the show with the network, we knew that we wanted to expand the sort of zombie universe. You know, there there are certainly... Uh, diseases that jump species, and I can't say whether every animal you meet will be infected or not, but there are definitely zombie animals. If you saw the last episode, you would have seen uh, the first zombie animal in our in our uh, menagerie. Yeah, the dog. <laughs> yes, yes. I wanted to ask, because because poor Citizen Z is up in the Arctic, and he has to deal with this zombie dog, I was wondering, was uh, was the film The Thing, John Carpenter's Thing, was that kind of the inspiration for that particular choice? No, you know, I think a lot of times when you see stuff, it's, you know, I see this online, you know, people will be like, oh, well, this is just like X, Y, or Z scene in X, Y, and Z movie, and I'm thinking, I never even heard of that movie. You know, <laughs> I think sometimes you just start running into similarities. Um, I don't think it was overtly the thing, but, you know, Citizen Z was actually a character that was created by uh, Carl Schaefer, our showrunner, mm-hmm. and he's one of my favorite characters because he has everything that you would ever want in the zombie apocalypse, right? He's, he's more or less safe. He's safe from the zombie horde. He's got electricity. He has communication. He has food, but he has absolutely no human companionship. And I think he's like this amazing character where he's got all the things that you would want in the zombie apocalypse, except the thing that you would want most of all, which is companionship. So I think the, the dog was a way to sort of introduce, um, you know, a, a companion for him and, and someone he could talk to and relate to, um, but not necessarily tied to John Carpenter's The Thing, <laughs> which is a fantastic movie, by the way, one of my favorites of all time. Yeah, so great. But yeah, that, that's great that he has this companion to sort of be a sounding board for now. It's not him talking to himself. He's got a friend. And it was nice to see yeah. some of the more hopeful tone coming through because I did spend this entire episode going, that dog's going to die. The dog's going to have to put it down. The dog's going to The dog lived? 
This show is awesome. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you know, I mean, in, in this show, I mean, like many shows like Game of Thrones, like The Walking Dead, um, you know, nobody is safe. So, and, and that really brings a great element of tension that TV has kind of been lacking until this new breed of show has come around where, you know, you always knew, oh, if the dog is here, the dog will survive. And the idea is you don't know if he's going to make it to the end of this episode, and then you don't know if he's going to make it to the end of the next episode. So. He made it to the end of this one, and I'm happy. <laughs> it was yeah, it yeah. was a nice relief from the usual doom and gloom apocalypse stories. Yeah. Well, and DJ Qualls is just doing an amazing job as Citizen B. So. Oh, yeah. Just fantastic. Oh, yeah. He's wonderful. That was a great casting choice. But the- yeah, that was actually uh, what we were talking about, ideas for um, Citizen Z, and one of our uh, producers, Jody Sock, came up with the name uh, DJ Qualls as a potential name, and we were lucky enough to be able to get him. So, you know, Carl created this great character, Jody came up with this great casting, and DJ is just killing it as, as Citizen Z. He's- oh, yeah. He's great. I, I think for the most, I mean, we haven't gotten to see a whole lot of story development with a lot of the characters, but the casting seems pretty fitting so far. Casting is great, and you will definitely see backstories for the characters as time goes on. You know, it's very funny. I, I am, uh, I'm on Twitter a lot, and so I listen to what people are saying about the show, and then sometimes I actually jump in and answer their question. And I'm <laughs> like, oh, how do you know? Oh, wait a second. You know, and they think that's the greatest thing in the world. But one of the things, you know, that I, I, we suffer a little bit from comparison to Walking Dead right now is people are like, well, your characters aren't really as developed as the ones in The Walking Dead. And I'm like, well, yeah, they've had four seasons. Yeah. <laughs> so, You've had you two know, episodes. It's not fair. time to develop them, yeah. But uh, as, the, as the show goes on, it is absolutely each of these characters is on their own journey. And, you know, that journey may or not be the same journey later on in the season as it is early in the season. Some of them may not be around the whole season. Some of them, you know, other things might happen to them. So I think you'll start to see the character development, you know, over time. But we do need a couple episodes to kind of lay the track so that the train can start going down and we can kind of start seeing where these characters are going. Yeah, we got to get on our road trip first before we do any yeah. of that. We need to gas up, guys. <laughs> How are we going to do that? But um, one of the things you mentioned is obviously you want to get a kind of a full, uh, a full kind of look at what is going on in America during the zombie apocalypse. But I think you guys just film in, uh, you just film in one location, correct? Well, we film in Spokane, uh, in and around Spokane. But Spokane is an amazing place to film. Because they have um, lots of areas that look like other areas of the country. So if you want to film in, you know, downtown Philadelphia, there's a street in Spokane that looks like downtown Philadelphia. And an upcoming episode uh, is shot in the wheat field of Missouri, and there are wheat fields. And you would not have any idea that you were, you know, not in Missouri when you're out in these wheat fields. So Spokane has, like... A Grand Canyon, you know, it has a canyon that looks like the Grand Canyon. <laughs> yeah. It's like amazing. So everything we could possibly have wanted is in Spokane, and they are the most wonderful people to work with. We absolutely love Spokane, and the uh, I cannot speak highly enough about the locals who have come out to play the zombie experts. It is it is the talk of the town, and everybody does an amazing job out there. We heard you had what nine hundred volunteers. Yeah, you know, I wasn't there that day. Carl was telling me about it, but you know, we had—I think it was uh, seven to nine hundred people came to try out as zombies, and they all got numbers and were sort of shambling down the street, you know, doing zombie tryouts. And 
you know, it's amazing when you're in town, you'll talk to someone and they'll be like, oh, my brother was a zombie or, you know, this person is, is, is you know, the, working on this part of the crew or whatever. And, you know, it's almost become like a second home and a second family to us because Spokane is so welcoming. It's such a great place for us. That's awesome. Do you get to spend a lot of time on the set or do you have to work remotely on the show? Um, I've been up on the set for about three weeks of of filming. Carl is up there pretty much full time. Uh, different people are up in different capacities. So we always have we have two um, line producers on the show, and one of them is always up at a given time, and the other one is usually in Los Angeles. So it really depends. I'm a, um, a co EP on the show, and I don't have to be on set uh, all the time like Carl. I was up there for the shooting of the pilot, and then I was up there for when they shot my first episode. Uh, some of the other writers have been up when their uh, episodes are filming. Some of the other producers are doing more or less work. So it, it just depends on what's needed. Can you take us a t- uh, through a typical day on set? Well, you know, uh, a typical day on set is we get into whatever strange location we're at. It's usually something horrible, like an abandoned insane asylum <laughs> that has been rotting in the woods or, or whatnot. Um you know, we bring all of our equipment out there. So, you know, like, you know, one day there was nothing, and the next day there was all this equipment. You know, the sound guy has his sound card. The camera guys have all their equipment. And, you know, there's a medic that's on set all the time. Uh, and we show up there with various uh, amounts of zombie extras, depending upon what's needed. Uh, we have the gun truck, which is the truck that's loaded with all the gun parts <laughs> or whatever we need and anything else. Uh, we have the amazing makeup people who literally walk around with many different kinds of blood. They have blood that goes in the zombie's mouth. They have blood that goes in their eyes. They have different types of blood that shows up in different ways uh, when it's being filmed. So you might see, like, a lot of the mouth blood is very dark and black, uh, but some of the other blood is brighter. It depends on how old or young the zombie is. You know, if it was just turned and has a fresh wound, if it has an old wound. Um, so, you know, we go to these weird locations and we show up with zombie extras and our actors and our truck. You know, our truck is in almost every episode, the big black uh, pickup truck, which, you know, I joke that I, I want to, at the end of the show, I want to own that truck. And everyone laughs, laughs because it breaks down all the time. And they're like, you don't want to own that truck. <laughs> <laughs> and the truck gets bloodier as the season goes on. You know, if you watch the front of the truck, it just gets bloodier and bloodier. They're running over more zombies. You, know, you don't have time to stop and watch the truck in the apocalypse. But you do have time to get the zombie out of the wheel well. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, some things, some things are a necessity. You know? <laughs> that was um, amazing. Yeah, I was there when they were felling the zombie. And, and that was actually a real person. She jammed herself up into the wheel well, and then we kind of hung fake guts <laughs> off of her. But, you wow. know, I, I didn't think they would have used a real person, and I got there. And yet, sure enough, there was a real person <laughs> shoved up in the wheel well. We, like, put our zombie extras, like, we put them in that lake. They were in a frozen lake for eight hours, and they didn't care. Oh. Uh, we chained them to benches together and for eight hours, and they don't care. You know, I, I apologize to them from time to time when I'm up there, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry that we have to put you in this frozen lake for eight hours while we film this scene. And they're like, don't apologize. This is the, you know, this is the most fun I've ever had. You know, one guy actually <laughs> said to me, am I not supposed to be enjoying it as much as I am? <laughs> they are. They are amazing. They sound like it. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like it's, it's a great. really good group up there and a good group dynamic. Uh, when it comes to the zombies, I, I kind of, what is the brainstorming session like for what kind of zombies you want to throw at them? 
Well, we do a couple of things, right? We we actually kind of have a, a zombie life cycle sketched out. <laughs> Excuse me. So we actually have this life cycle where when if you are um, a human and then you're turned into a zombie, um, you know, if you're turned right away, you're very fresh, you're very active, you're strong. You know, you're a very dangerous running zombie. As time goes on, you deteriorate and you become a shambling zombie. You know, some zombies are crawling zombies. Some zombies are partial zombies. You know, they don't have legs or something going on. Um, and then we also try to think of how do these zombies die? You know, like when you see a zombie, um, early on, one of the things I noticed was that the makeup department was doing a lot of head wounds. And I was like, well, you know, if you have a sufficient enough head wound, you'll kill a zombie. So we had to start, we changed a little bit and started doing you know, like rebar through the stomach or something like that. Um, but beyond that, we also try to come up with really interesting places to put our zombies in. And I can't really talk about that, but in an upcoming episode, you'll find um, Doc literally comes face to face with the zombie in a very unique situation. And, you know, we try to find interesting ways. You know, if you take a billion zombies and have them wandering all over the planet with almost no intelligence to speak of, they're going to get in crazy situations. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them will be humorous and some of them will be awful and some of them will be dangerous. Shenanigans ensue. (laughs) It's like a box full of kittens in a house. You know, there'll be the ones that lie on the rug in the sun and there'll be the ones that got into the flower container and you're not sure how that happened. Yeah, and they'll be like stuck behind a wall. And they'll be like, what is that, a cat behind the wall? (laughs) we, We do that with our zombies too. <laughs> well, that That's sounds wonderful. excellent. We're we're running a little bit short on time. Um, do you guys have any okay. more questions for, uh, that you'd like to tell? Are there were there any really interesting or really hilarious onset stories? Like you set up something to go a certain way, and then because of one reason or another, everything just went a little crazy. Well, everything is perpetually going crazy on our set. <laughs> True. <laughs> Filled with, I mean, we shoot a lot of action, uh, you'll see, and then action is the hardest thing to shoot, so we're always moving very quickly. What I would say is actually the improv stuff, uh, it turns out to be some of the greatest moments. There's um, in an episode I wrote, you know, originally we had the character, uh, they had no weapons and they were grabbing whatever was close, and I was just thinking, what would I grab as a weapon? And I thought, oh, they grabbed like the base of a lamp. Um, and then we got on set, and Carl noticed that they had um, this really big, it wasn't like a, it might have been a Bible even, but it was a big, heavy book, <laughs> like with a big, tough leather binding. And uh, he was like, well, what if, or maybe it was John Hyam, the director, who noticed that. And they said, well, what if they picked up this book? And I was like, yeah, that's awesome. And now we have the scene of one of the characters, who I won't say who, but he's basically, you know, killing zombies with his book. And it's all he <laughs> get his hand on. And that really, you know, that adds this level of, like, scary, you know, reality to the show where like oh that's what you would pick up if you were in that room with that zombie you know it's like quick there's a zombie in the room pick up the first thing that you think of the weapon okay great you're fighting with the fork and you're fighting with a pair of binoculars and you're fighting with the phone book you know it's like <laughs> and that actually you know that that becomes really fun you know and that's just spur of the moment stuff that's anything, amazing. Anything can be a weapon if you're holding it right. <laughs> and if you're desperate. <laughs> I know, I know. You'd be surprised. And, you know, how desperate would you be? I mean, you know, one of the things that I talked about early on in the writer's room is, you know, if, if there really were zombies, they would be scary as hell. You know, think about <laughs> a guy who, you know, maybe he's a strong guy in real life. He just turned into a zombie. He only wants to do one thing, which is kill you. He doesn't care. He doesn't feel any pain. He doesn't get tired. And you can only kill him by 
basically damaging his brain, which is one of the most heavily fortified parts of the human body. You know, you can hit someone in the head with a baseball bat, and it won't bother them. I mean, you know, if you look at police reports and stuff, you'll be like, oh, a guy was shot in the head with a twenty-two caliber bullet and didn't even notice. He didn't <laughs> notice he was shot in the head. You know, and, like, it didn't go into his brain. It, it kind of stuck in his skull, and then he shows up at the emergency room and says, I have a headache. And they're like, well, you've been shot in the head. The guy goes, oh, really? <laughs> I didn't notice. So, you know, if you think about that, you know, like the way people are in real life, and then say, okay, what if a zombie was real? Like, it would be terrifying to be trapped in a room with a zombie and not have a weapon that could easily kill them. So I know I went off on a tangent there, but I thought <laughs> yeah, that was important point. ground to cover. Yeah, no, it's scary when you, all you have is the book to throw at them. <laughs> Literally throwing <laughs> yeah, the book right? at them. Oh, wow. Uh, well, that's exciting. We're really looking forward to this series. Um, before before we let you go, is there um, where online can people go to find out more about you and to find out more about Z Nation and about the work that you do? Uh, if you want to find out more about Z Nation, go to sci-fi.com. That's S-Y-F-Y.com slash Z Nation. And Sci-Fi has a great website for it. I uh, have a Tumblr blog, which is at craigengler.com, and I'm also primarily active on Twitter at Pat Craig Engler. So you can find me on Twitter, and if you ask me questions about the show, I will happily answer them, and I retweet people when they say funny comments about the show. So you can, uh, you can catch me on Twitter. All right. Well, thank you, Craig, so, so much for calling in today. We really appreciate you having, uh, coming on to the show and talking to us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, guys. All right. Thank you so much. We'll hopefully see you again soon. Oh, that was great. That was fantastic. <laughs> I am so looking forward to having, uh, you know, somebody throw the book at zombies. Book zombies. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Oh, my gosh. Oh, but okay. So we're we're running a little bit short on time, so we've got a lot to get through in this episode. Uh, before we get to the episode recap, I want to talk to you guys really quick about iTunes. Folks, we really appreciate here at AfterBuzz all the support you do um, going to iTunes and rating and leaving comments to support us here on the show. Please go... Um, since Z Nation is just starting the after show, please go to iTunes, rate, leave a comment. It makes us more searchable. And we, we appreciate any feedback you guys can give us uh, so that we can make this the after show that you want to see. And five stars are pretty cool, too. That's so true, out there. too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm nobody, I'm not complaining about five-star ratings, like, at all. <laughs> show us we love you. Bleh. Show us you love us as much as we love you. Because AfterBuzz commenters are the best YouTube commenters and the best iTunes commenters. You know it to be true. Yes. So thank you guys so much for your continued support. We look forward to reading more of your comments because we, we love hearing what you guys have to say. Okay, so we've got a lot to cover in this episode. Not a lot of time to do it, but basically, we we've got we've got a lot of fracking zombies to deal with, guys. Because <laughs> uh, this episode opened up with poor poor Citizen Z because he has his little vantage point of all these different places, you know, being being you know the NSA, and he's watching all these terrible things going down at Mount Wilson, at where our heroes are supposed to get to. Mm-hmm. And he he loses contact with them, and he's completely unable to get a hold of anybody there, and it was being overrun by zombies, so he has no way of knowing if anybody survived. And it may have wiped the research as well. They couldn't get out because there was an electrified fence, so everything's on the same circuit. He needed to overload it. But in doing that, it would screw up the hard drive that the information was on, and he never got confirmation from the scientists there whether or not she had a backup. 
So the scientist may or may not have survived. He doesn't know. We don't know. And the information may or may not have survived. Again, he doesn't know. We don't know. So it's a terrible situation to open up on. Did it scare you guys at all that she mentioned that there are level four zombies in the, the building. The What's thing? the scale? What exactly. Does, does this thing go Do to they eleven? Fly? Like, <laughs> I would imagine that they're fresh and clever. Maybe I'm just I'm yeah. a little concerned when I'm we get very, to that point and oh, yeah. how it's, far it goes. I mean, the zombies knocked in the first exactly. episode. <laughs> so they like level two there <laughs> or three? I don't know. Yeah. I would have put that at four or higher because fresh and clever. They got in somehow. Yeah, it's very, it's kind of like categories with kaiju in Pacific Rim. It's like, what danger and size level and intelligence well, and everything like that. kaiju are just by size. Who knows what the uh, parameters for this classification system are? I want the full document. You know what? The scientist should have been able to handle the level four zombies. Just going to throw it out there. <laughs> if she knew that there's more levels, she should know that she can handle those level four. Well, there's knowing they exist and then there's actual <laughs> combat training. Like, we know that tigers exist. But if you wind up in a pit with a tiger, you're hosed. Oh. The, the you flip were side of that is it's like Tony the tiger, then you're you're fine. It's great. The flip side of that is that tigers are not overrunning the planet and actively trying to kill all of humanity. <laughs> tigers That's just kind of do their own thing. Of, that we know of. That's true. There could be a tiger uprising okay. in the works. Putting it this way, <laughs> rabid dog. There we go. You know dogs, you understand dogs, but if you're face to face with a rabid dog, you're going to have trouble <laughs> unless you have training or a shotgun or cardio. Old yeller time. <laughs> Or cardio. 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 Rule number one. And I think we're going to keep falling back on that rule number one from Zombieland. Because cardio is going to save you. And double tap. (laughs) That too. Always double tap. But basically, (laughs) poor Citizen Z, he, when we see him cut off, because he's not only cut off from communication with Mount Wilson now, he's cut off from communication with our heroes. And because their radio died and he has no way of contacting them. Uh, they have no way of contacting him, and now he's lost connection at Mount Wilson. Mm-hmm. So we slowly start to see his mind unravel in a pretty well-edited sequence where he's just talking to himself and laughing and spinning in his chair. So well, not- I think he was broadcasting that Ooh. as well on any signal you can, you know. Hi-fi, lo-fi, some things that people don't even know about. Smoke signals, whatever you can do. I have a satellite. I'll see it. Well, we know he's a fan of movies, so maybe he was just trying to replicate The Shining just a little bit. All <laughs> work and no yeah, play so makes it an easy adult boy. The Shining. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's dog, not a so. good thing to want to be. <laughs> there's, there's lots of snow, maybe. <laughs> just saying. Speaking of which... Dog sled. Yeah, he sees somebody on their on his infrared, and it looks like a guy uh, with a couple dogs on a dog sled. And he's like, "People!" And he's just so elated to see people, and he's just so excited. He's like, "They're going to be hungry. They're, gonna, you know, I've got to, I've got to clean up the place." And <laughs> then in the bathroom. <laughs> and then it's a complete flip. You know, he he comes kind of back to his senses, and he's like, "Oh, people." This could be dangerous because who even knows that he's here at this point? Because yes, he's been broadcasting out, you know, I, you know, I'm here for you, uh, but who would come a knocking all the way out here in the middle of nowhere? Did you think that his thought process was it was bandits kind of people or it was a zombie kind of person? Zombie. 
And I misinterpreted the, oh, people thing, especially looking at the silhouettes on the thing. I'm like, that is a dog sled being pulled by zombies. I honestly (laughs) thought that was what it was until we actually got there and there was a frozen zombie and dead dogs. Level five zombies. There are zombies pulling this dog sled. And I was, I, I, was very I don't, happy to be wrong. I was gonna <laughs> say that. when you that said that, I was like creepy. That that makes no sense. Katie. <laughs> it was really We're funny. We're gonna have zombie bears in this show. How do I know what's gonna happen? Yeah, we don't know what level five zombies are. Bears, it's crazy. Bears. But he basically bears. pulls out a gun. <laughs> Every bear joke ever. <laughs> he basically pulls out a gun uh, so that he's ready for whatever happens. And meanwhile, um, back our our crew, they're having uh, a little bit of car trouble because they're running down zombies with their truck. <laughs> actively the hitting the zombies the as they go down. Well that we're talking about. Yeah, and unfortunately, as they're as they're kind of on their way out, they run out of gas, which I, I'm really excited that you're happy that you're hitting all these zombies, but come on, keep an eye on the gas gauge. Yeah, that's what my question was, like, hello, do we not look at the gas gauge before we start driving? That's what I do when I get in my car now, and there's no zombies chasing after <laughs> yeah. me, you know? I mean, granted, it could be that the gas gauge doesn't work. I mean, these cars, you work with what you got. So it's possible that the gas gauge doesn't work and you don't know until you physically run out of gas. So that's possible. Or that that was the last thing on their minds. That's true. But basically, they they pull over. Don't give them excuses. (laughs) Don't make excuses for them. It's the apocalypse. How do you know what you'd be thinking? (laughs) Aside from, oh, zombies! (laughs) Which, thanks, Murphy, you're a winner. (laughs) (laughs) Which, yeah, I don't know if you guys have taken any of those online quizzes, but I think I, like, the longest I lasted was, like, a year in the zombie apocalypse. (laughs) So. That's uh, impressive. Yeah, mom. Most most of them I, is like six months at like tops, but I'm gonna go with the year because that was the longest. You and still wouldn't make it to the show. No, yeah, no. I don't <laughs> think I would either. I was honestly really proud that I made it to a year because I w- I <laughs> legitimately thought I'd be one of the people that died during the apocalypse. Good job answering those questions. <laughs> those yeah. online questions yeah. that are in no Ever. way relevant to what you would exactly. actually do. If you ever yeah. doubt, just choose C, right? That's the way to do it. Of course. <laughs> anyway. C is usually trip your friends and run. Right. <laughs> ah. I have a friend who will do that in the zombie apocalypse to me. I'm not not looking forward to that. But anyway, so they pull over and uh, as they're having... You're looking forward to the zombie apocalypse at all? I said I'm not looking forward to that. (laughs) Come on, everybody looks forward to it a little bit. No, 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 no. So they they pull over and as they pull over and we get that great, you know, wheel wheel well zombie. But they also, kind of more important to the plot is that a couple bikers go by and Cassandra or Sunshine as she's called in this episode is kind of doing her best to not make eye contact with these guys she's like she I up turns her back yeah I thought it was like, the way no. she was dressed she's like don't look at me <laughs> like what are you wearing <laughs> like, everyone else is all warmed up and she's just got that midriff anyway sorry well no they Sunshine. they made a point of that last episode they're like why on earth are you dressed like that and she's like I don't have to justify myself <laughs> pretty much but it is kind of an interesting question uh, because, yeah, everybody else is, you know, in kind of comfortable, we're going to fight zombie garb. Not very many people are showing off their midriff. Anyway, so, <laughs> uh, but so as, as they they kind of go, one of those bikers actually comes back and they come across him and he's like, look, I was not rolling with the proper crowd. Uh, but if you guys pick me up, I can tell you where you can gas up because that's obviously an issue for you guys right now. 
And so they they pick him up and they're following him for his directions and and I love kind of like the, the dialogue devil refinery yeah that's <laughs> Which, not not helpful not great not, that doesn't bode well that's it, what I'm looking it, for what it sounds like awesomeness I don't know <laughs> it sounds kind of cool devil. First well, of all, you don't want to be in New Jersey to begin with. <laughs> well, as our characters I'm are kidding. saying goodbye to New York, it, it's a very touching moment, and we actually do get some great character interactions um, before they head on over to the refinery. But, because uh, we, we find out about Addie, you know, wanting to film and document everything, and we get the reason... Uh, actually, that came later on, but I was thinking we get the reason for 10K's name, but I think that actually when we were at the refinery, we yeah. really get that. Uh, but anyway... Anyway, so um, so they say goodbye to New York and they head on over to this refinery. And I love the conversation that goes on between Cassandra and Murphy because she's like, are we just going to pick up every single hitchhiker we come across? Because she's clearly not happy about this decision. And that's when we get Murphy to chime in going, we picked up you, didn't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> are we taking on hitchhikers now? <laughs> <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's just so interesting that, you know, somebody who obviously was picked up and saved is so against doing that for other people and we kind of find out why is that they have a connection and so when they actually get to the refinery we see that there are first of all it's overrun with zombies and I love the line like that's not a fact you know that's not a gas station that's a zombie factory or something like that. And when we saw that in the preview I was like are they making zombies? Are they making Mm -hmm. the zombies work? Because they all seem to be going in neat little lines up a staircase I have a habit of misinterpreting dialogue in this show. <laughs> it leads to some really great moments, let me tell you. The zombies are pulling the dogs out. <laughs> they're really not. No. I'm they're not they're making not. zombies at this factory, Katie. <laughs> it's just a factory overrun with zombies. I'm a fun person to watch this with. <laughs> because I screw it up. Just pay so attention. Much. <laughs> I was paying attention. This was in the preview. Yeah. We, didn't have, we didn't have context in the preview. We had a snappy one liner and a lot of questions. Yeah, I love the one liner too because it was very much just like, uh, that's not a moon. You know, that's a <laughs> that's space no station. Moon. <laughs> But anyway, um, so we, we get the, and when we get to the refinery, we see that it's overrun with zombies, but they come up with a plan to kind of distract and lead the zombies away so that they have time to fill up this gas truck that they found. Because they're all drawn to a loud noise, and it's supposedly the noise that a pump is making. It's this rhythmic thunking noise. And so what what happens in the wake of this is that all of our characters kind of get separated. They, they split up. Gang. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's always worrisome when that happens. But as we split up, we have uh, Doc, Tenke, and Murphy kind of doing their own thing to kind of protect Murphy to keep him away from the trouble. Uh, we have Mac and Addie who are going up to to stop the the pump from making noise to, with whatever they can find. We have Cassandra and Travis who have gone off to create this distraction because she has this nifty little music box contraption, which kind of weird that you would have that. But I guess if you're in the zombie apocalypse and it's been some time. And that's something that you've used previously. I guess that makes sense. I felt well, bad for her because she had to take the new guy with her. Yeah, Who she, does that? She, she was obviously not happy with that. <laughs> and she's like, "Why do I have to be with a new guy? Yeah. We're uh. not gonna leave the new guy with the reluctant savior of humankind. Yeah, he right? doesn't know. Let make him sit back and wait. And yes, protect. but everyone else knows, and why take the chance? 
Exactly. <laughs> Plus, the reluctant savior, savior of humankind is kind of a jerk. He is a huge D-bag. Seriously. I <laughs> sacrificed myself. Honey, no. Yeah, I, how funny was that to hear him, like, tell you know, the, the version of the story that he's telling. Mm-hmm. You're like, I volunteered and, uh, you know, it's a it's a tough job and obviously it was risky, but someone has to do it for the good of humanity. And but what about going, his, they'd have to knock me out and strap me down in order to do that to me. But yeah. what about his line about being wrongfully accused? I don't do you believe him. That was legit? No. I think that's... Because that's not yeah. real honest. That The way he delivered that line felt more real than how he was delivering all the other I ones. I think he definitely thinks of himself as a victim. I think he was responsible for whatever, you know, whatever mess he got himself into. I think he was 100% responsible. But I still think that because he seems like this kind of selfish guy, that he feels like the victim in this scenario. And so, and I mean, the only other person that knows your backstory is now dead. You know, Hammond's yeah. gone. So this is kind of... Yes, everybody, you know, you're kind of stuck with these these people who are going to get you to California, but he doesn't have to tell them anything that he doesn't want to tell them, so he can give his version of the truth. It's a clean slate. That's fair. And I do love Doc telling him that the apocalypse is like rehab. You take it one day at a time. And that's a little insight to his character, and I found that really interesting. Yeah, it's just this small little comment, but I think it says a lot about him as a person and about his background, because obviously... Amateur pharmacologist. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not really a doctor. (laughs) Everything like that. And we get a little bit of 10K, too. The reason he refers to himself as 10,000 is because it's his goal to take out 10,000 zombies. And he's at, like... 1,058 right now. Yeah, he's, and at one point he's like taking out zombies and counting them off, <laughs> kind of like Lord of the Rings with Gimli yeah. and Legolas, you know, keeping <laughs> count. counts as one! <laughs> <laughs> and everything like that, but it, and obviously we don't know what happened to him at the school, but we know that something obviously happened to him to kind of I guess, forge him into the zombie-killing machine. And he's only comfortable being Jeff Possibly again. It, it might not be his original name, but it will allow him to be Jeff, you know, mm-hmm. whoever he wants Jeff to be, only when he's reached his goal of 10,000. And it's like, well, where did that come about? Like, is it, what what prompted all of this? I want to know more, but I don't think we're going to get more for a little while. Not for a bit, but, oh, go ahead. Did you have something? Oh, no, it was more of a prediction, but I'm going to save it for the prediction. Okay. okay. The predictions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And so we, we have Mac and Addie, too. And I love their character interactions um, because they're they're trying to jam up the pump. And he looks over at her and he wants her to use the uh, the bat that she has that she got in the previous episode. She's like, no, I love this thing. You figure it out. <laughs> I've got it. And and I love, I, I really like seeing them go back and forth um, because, again, they, they clearly work well together. And they've yeah. clearly been kind of teammates for a good while. For a second, I forgot that they were dating. I was like, are they brother and sister? And then she made that one comment to him. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Not brother and sister. Definitely not. <laughs> nope. No. Nope. Yeah. There are no Lannisters here. Yeah. Nope. But uh, his his kind of shovel, his makeshift thing that he used to jam up the thing, it, it ended up not working. It ended Wouldn't up cutting handle against that much pressure. And so she ended up having to use the bat. Uh, but bef- uh, But that's kind of... It's kind of bad, too, because before they run back down, they see what's happening to the zombies who make their way up there. They drop into this oil vat, and the thing is just overrun with zombies covered in flammable oil. (laughs) It's just kind of hilarious. 
I kind of thought they should just let, let it be. I know they were trying to stop the sound, but let the zombies keep falling in. Falling in and falling in. Well, I think they had Why to not? draw the zombies away so they could actually fill the tank. I know, yeah. I get that, but I'm yeah. just saying they should have like not broken it. it let uh, it go back, yeah. which it eventually did. Because uh, it ended up coming... Kind of coming back to bite them in a way. Uh, zombie bites. Anyway. Oh, oh no. That, that was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. I'm sorry, guys. I apologize. But anyway. Never so- apologize for a pun. <laughs> Never. I would boo myself if any if anybody else had made that pun. I would have booed. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. That is what I deserved. <laughs> anyway. Disagree. Anyway. But we, the other she may have bitten off more than you can chew, but Boo! Uh, see, I regret nothing. <laughs> anyway, so we also have Cassandra and Travis, and she's—it's a combination of her trying to ditch him and him uh, trying to get him or trying to get her to ditch the rest of the group. You have to come back, Sunshine. You can't leave like that, Sunshine. The family misses you, Sunshine. Which, you need to come back. What re- the re- heck re- is re- he re- talking re- about? This crazy psycho. I think we're going to find out next episode. And his line of, they don't know what you are. What? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I will, what happens when I tell them what you are? Like, what the heck does that mean? Because, like, we obviously have somebody like Murphy who, who has been experimented on and everything like that. And that makes makes me wonder about Cassandra as well. Was she the result of maybe some yeah. other sort of military experiment that we know nothing about? Because we're still learning about who Murphy is, like, or what he is with the experiment inside of him because we see that he has dreams. He has little random dreams when of zombies. Yeah, so. and and his and teeth are falling out. That too. too. Yeah, yeah well, it, that's, a, that's a fear that I can understand, but oh, yeah. kind of needs to get over it. <laughs> <you're> <laughs> like, it's, it's, you're in it's the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, he's clearly got a lot of post-traumatic <laughs> stress from this scenario. Right. But we know nothing about Cassandra. I don't even think that they've referred to her by name just yet. The so. only reason we know her name is Cassandra is because that's what's on the website. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's... Ha- not having that knowledge, all we would have to go on is Sunshine, which she hates that name. She's like, don't you dare call me that. Sunshine. Sorry. So, lots of questions about <laughs> her and about her relationship to this guy and about what him and his group's motives are. Because Go unanswered because she kills him. <laughs> yeah, no, she she um he tries to tase her and to bring her back. She, and she's like, I'm used to it and kicks him over the edge of the you know of the refinery and he drops to his death. And, and then the zombies eat him. Yeah, so and she great. she drops the music box thing and so again, this just raises so many questions. It's like she was used to being tased. Who does that? Like, who gets tased so often that you get tased and it doesn't even phase you? I don't want to go to their family Christmases. I don't know what no, they're going to do. I don't no, want to go. The family sounds like a horrible group of people to be with. <laughs> they just sound terrible. Um, so we we got lots of questions about her and about her background, obviously. Um, but when uh, to go, kind of cut back to um, to the refinery, we uh, you know they they jam up the pump, and eventually that breaks down and it kind of backfires on them because the zombies end up coming out of you know the oil well where they were being <laughs> stored, so to speak, and they start walking around. And as a result, they, you know, they obviously have to take out the zombies, I think at a cost of like a good portion of the gas that they were using, right? Well, the other thing that's going on is Murphy is freaking out because he's in the truck with Doc and zombies start coming around and he's just losing his noise. So they're attracted to said noise and Doc's like, calm down. They can't get you in here. Okay, fine. I'll get out and kill him. It's fine. 
and Murphy locks the doors after yeah. Doc gets out. Way to be a pal. Helpful. Thank hey, you. Great. We know zombies can knock. Why not lock the door and save but yourself and then unlock shamblers. it? Still. So they've been around for a bit, and they're probably no longer smart enough to open the door. Murphy, I don't hold that against you. I would have locked the door, too. <laughs> yeah, okay. to and be, then he to be starts fair. the car and starts driving blind because there are zombies on the windshield and winds up crashing the car into one of the poles of the refinery, starting off a spark and blowing up the gas tanker that they were trying to fill. Okay, that was a little so bit of his problem. Yeah. <laughs> now we have oil-colored, oil-covered, flammable zombies coming towards them. It's like, great, great. Well, now that we're no longer worried about setting off a spark, let's just shoot them. Exactly. Because that was why they weren't using guns in the first place. Because, because it was everything dangerous. Was flammable. Yeah. Although that's still dangerous, if you ask me. Not it is, anyway. but at this point, it's just like, ugh. let's just get out of here. And luckily for for Addie, uh, her bat came <laughs> flying back down. She's like, I'm so happy. I missed this thing. <laughs> I thought I was never going to see it again. Um, but the uh, so yeah, they they end up having to do that. And with Travis now dead, you know that's no longer a problem. And they they kind of make their getaway. And 10K shows up with these two big. Can- yeah, gas canisters. canisters. Thank you. Yeah. I found these. It's like, you are a godsend. You're so cute. Can I hug you? You are the best. And then, you know, as they're driving away, he's like, excuse me, ma'am. Sorry to bother you. You have a finger in your hair. Because <laughs> Sandra's got a zombie finger in her hair. She's just like, throws it over the side. And it's moments Glorious. like that that I'm really looking forward to in the show. I really appreciate the humor that they throw in there when they throw it in there. And um, and then we we kind of to kind of wrap up the refinery story. Uh, some of the bikers come back and they find Travis as a zombie now, and they they kill him and take it out. And and so we're just kind of left with more questions. And they of, find the music box exactly. And so they know that Cassandra obviously is gone, and they're they're probably going to be hunting them down now to to get her back. Why and for what purpose? We still don't know. Um, just to kind of wrap it up, uh, poor, poor Citizen Z Uh. on the other end of the globe is kind of dealing with his own issue because he, uh, one of the, the sled, obviously the guy who was uh, driving it is dead and he's not a zombie or if he was a zombie, he he was was frozen, frozen. he was frozen solid. Mm -hmm. So he Ah. shoots him anyway, finds out that one of the dogs is alive. Yes. Brings the living dog in. And is followed in by a zombie dog. Yes, and uh, we get this kind of great, like, kind of cat and mouse scene of him trying to get the zombie dog and protect the living dog, which is also now running around and everything like that. And he manages to take out the zombie dog, and he now has this companion. And it's great, because he he was clearly so alone and not doing well alone. And that was before uh, before they took off from the refinery, he was able to get back in contact with our group and be like... Calling the payphone next. Yeah. To them, so they're looking Saying, at it like, "What? You gotta get to California." And they're like, "Well, you need to be more specific than that." And he's like, "California." And they're like, "Well, go west to hit the ocean." <laughs> and that's kind of troubling because, yes, that's giving them a goal and something for them to strive for. But for all we know, Mount Wilson is in ruins, mm-hmm. and that there's nothing really for them to go towards. So they might be making this entire trip for nothing. Well, well what else the, are they going to do? Their, whole, their base is destroyed, so... It's else? the zombie land thing again. you got to have somewhere to go. you got to have something to do. Exactly. So basically, that's where we leave this episode, is them making their way back to California, and we've got these bikers on their trail. Citizen Z is 
obviously his sanity is something we're still concerned about, but he has a friend, he has a companion, so that's great. So let's move it really quick into predictions, if we can. Your After Buzz TV predictions. There we go. Yeah. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Roya, you mentioned you had a really yeah. good prediction. I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. Uh, I believe 10K and Sunshine are going to be an item, and they're, they're going <laughs> to save each other. Gonna... Did you write little hearts next to that prediction? <laughs> no, I should have, but I didn't. And then I think uh, we're going to learn more about Sunshine, and I believe her background is that she's like a sex slave for that family. Family. Ugh. Yeah, which is uh, why she doesn't like that nickname, Sunshine, which I probably should stop calling her Sunshine, but it's Cassandra. so much easier. Cassandra. To be fair, yeah, they haven't officially yeah. introduced her. Her name, so yeah. there you go. Close enough. Um, <laughs> I'm in kind of an interesting situation with this because I can't say anything. Mm-hmm. So for the moment, please skip me while I put words in order. Okay. <laughs> well, we get a preview for the next episode, and it looks like some of these bad guys, I don't know if it's the same biker guys, but some of them take Addie hostage. Uh, and it sounds, it just kind of from the look of it, it looks like they're trying to do some sort of hostage exchange. It's like, look, we've got one of your people. Give us back our person, and we'll let her go. And so I... I don't know what necessarily that has in store for us uh, with all that, but it it makes me think that this particular plot line with uh, her, at least some portion of her backstory, is going to be revealed. And I I just hope that this isn't like a Woodbury group or like <laughs> the hunters from um, from Walking Dead because those people are terrible. <laughs> going to be pockets of awful people in the zombie apocalypse. That's just how it breaks down. Exactly. But anyway, do you have your words? No. <laughs> bears. No. Bears. Bears. Zombie bears. bears. Maybe not next bears. episode, but they're coming. They're coming. And Amish zombies and all sorts of other things. Zomish. Zomish. Gosh. Zomish. But anyway, so we, we do have a lot of interesting stuff coming up, and I, I think... Honestly, character backstory is what I'm looking forward to the most. Yes. Because I want to know who these people are and why they are the way they are. So that'll be exciting. I I think we'll get Cassandra's. I'd love to have 10Ks. Yes, exactly. Well, anyway, that basically wraps it up for this week's episode. Roya Tahiri, where can the people find you if they want to find out more? You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at HeyRoya. That's H-E-Y-R-O-Y-A. Katie. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm also on the Attack on Titan and Sword Art Online panels on Sundays, the um, Classic Doctor Who and upcoming Arrow panels on Wednesdays, and the Ruby panel every other Thursdays. We do have an episode this week. Nice. <laughs> and you can follow Zach at that Zach Wilson on Twitter. I'm sorry he couldn't be here today, but we look forward to having him again next time. And you can follow me on Twitter at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. And I'm also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz. I'm not going to list them all up. No oh, time. Hey, Megan, happy birthday. Happy oh, birthday. Thank you. <laughs> yes, it's my birthday. Thank you, guys. Well, thank you guys so, so much for tuning in today. We really appreciate you guys. We'll see you guys next week. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.